Hello, and welcome to Talking Dirty at the Library, where we'll talk about what's growing here in Athens and Limestone County, Alabama. Today, we'll hear Chris Becker, Extension Coordinator, and Master Gardener, Janice Steele, discuss how the Extension Office and Master Gardeners of Limestone County are spreading roots throughout the community. I'm here today with Chris Becker from the Extension Office, and I'm Janice Dill, one of the local Limestone County Master Gardeners, and we're going to talk about soils, not dirt. That's right, Janice. We're talking about soil today, and one of the first things you learn in the Master Gardener program is that dirt is one of those four-letter words that we don't, we don't say. Um, dirt has no function. Uh, dirt is what you scrape off your shoes at the end of the day working in the garden. Um, soil, on the other hand, is is a very important aspect of gardening, and it's it's the basis of all garden life. And we live in a county named after the bedrock that our soils derive from, Limestone County. Um, limestone is is calcium carbonate, so our our soils are high in calcium, but they are heavy clay soils, um, heavy clay, high mineral content, nutrient rich, but they also can have some issues. With heavy clay soils, you get compaction and you have poor drainage, but that can be mitigated with, uh, you know, some of the things that you can do to your soil. For instance, tilling. Right. Physically breaking that soil, breaking the hard pan so that you can help create uh, that drainage. And remember, folks, that you never want to till wet soil. That's right. Tilling wet soil can ruin the, um, the texture of the soil, and it, it, it's very important not to do that. Um, and we talk about growing anything. It doesn't matter whether it's turf grass or shrubs or fruit trees or vegetable garden or annuals and perennials. The first thing that you need to do is yep. soil test. Exactly. And that's that's very important because you don't know what you're working with until you find out what uh, what's in the soil. Also, there are things that I've heard about over-tilling that you can literally ruin the texture of the soil by overtilling. Absolutely. You can literally turn the soil into a powder. And that's, you know, people think, you know, the, the more fine the soil, the better, you know, growing environment that it has. And that's, that's not necessarily the case. There's a fine line between physically breaking the soil and doing too much. And that's the reason a lot of farmers today use no-till mm-hmm. because they're finding out that, that overtillage um, creates uh, just as much problem sometimes as, as not breaking it up at all uh, if you have compacted soils. And there are two other alternatives that I know I have used. One is cutting through, you know, cut a slit through that dip, that pan mm-hmm. and let the roots then have a place to go. Yep. And double digging. If you really want a bunch of exercise, I recommend double digging because it will take you all day and break your back. <laughs> and and that's a gives you an opportunity to add that organic matter to the soil that's so important. That's true. Um, we have heavy clay soils, but we have very little organic matter, and that's just because of where we are located. You know, our, our summers are hot, our winters and and fall we don't get cold enough around here to slow down the microorganisms that are constantly and continually breaking down that organic matter. And so if we can keep 2 to 4% organic matter in our soils, we're doing, we're doing great. But that's difficult. So you can, you, you'll never add too much organic matter to the soil. No. And, and another option is possibly using cover crops. I know I use white clover because of its root habit. It helps to break up that soil. Yeah, clovers as a, as a cover crop are, are a great choice. 
you know, they, they do grow and provide that biomass that when you terminate them, you can till back into the soil. Um, they're a legume, so they help uh, fix nitrogen to make nitrogen available to plants. Um, and of course, the, the, just the channels alone from the roots, you know, help with, with drainage. And all of that, uh, all of that is important to creating a, a healthy soil. But let's, let's get back to the soil test because again, that's the first foremost thing you need to do before you plant. When you do a soil test, there's several things that that soil test is going to reveal to you about your soil. Um, it's going to tell you your pH. It's going to tell you the current levels of phosphorus, potassium, magnesium, calcium in the soil. And then it's also going to make recommendations on what you need to add in terms of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium based on what's already there. Right. It'll also tell you what kind of soil you have. You know, if you have a sandy soil, which not many of us here in Limestone County are going to have sandy soils, but there are some around. Lawrence County's got some good sandy soils. You may have loams and light clays or clay and, and soils high in organic matter, which typically are, that's what we're going to find in Limestone County. And it's very, very, very important to do a soil test because a lot of folks feel like they've either been taught this or they just do it because they thought that it was the right thing, but they'll lime every year. And what lime is, is it's calcium. And they apply it to the soil because they think the soil needs to be sweetened, you know, they call it. And, and really, if you add too much lime to your soil, you're creating more of a problem than you are helping. You know, there's a fine line for your pH. You know, typically most plants like a pH between 5.8 and 6.5. Yeah. And, and that's important because the nutrients that plants require to grow healthy, when you look at the pH scale, most of those, the highest concentrations of availability are within that 5.8 or 5, yeah, 5.8 and 6.5. Mm-hmm. So that's the window that we try to keep it in. There are some plants that they like a lower pH, you know, blueberries and azaleas and hydrangeas, the plants we call acid loving. Mm-hmm. Um, they do prefer a lower pH. But if you continue to put lime in your soil, your pH is going to go uh, north of seven, seven and a half. And, and there's no fix for that other than hurry up and waiting. Right. What is the value of hummus in helping the soil to regenerate? The humus, it's, it's just organic matter. Organic matter um, That's right. helps. Hummus is what we eat. Hummus is what we eat. Um, <laughs> and as a kid, you know, we may have eaten humus too. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the, any organic matter helps to um, increase the biodiversity in the soil of microorganisms and insects and fungi and bacteria that are all helpful for plant growth. Um, it helps with soil compaction. It helps with increasing the drainage. Um, it helps with moisture holding capacity. So it's it's a it's a good thing. And again, you can never add too much organic matter to the soil. Yeah. So composting for the home gardener is pretty important. Absolutely. If you have a space where you have the ability to compost, it's it's a good thing to do. You know, there's some things that you don't want to do with a compost pile. You know, you don't want to put the high fat food wastes um, or the heavy oil foods in there because when they break down they have more of a stench or an odor and that odor can bring some things to the yard that you just you know you don't rather not deal with the rodents and skunks and things like that right you know manure is always something that that folks want to put in the compost pile and you got to be careful um, because you want to make sure that that manure is composted completely completely before you put it into the garden you know, herbicides 
from pastures can pass through the animal and still be active in the manure. So you've got to be very careful with that. And you have seeds. Seeds, weed seeds, disease. Every, every year we get uh, people bring their tomatoes in that have herbicide damage. And they swear that nothing has been applied to the garden, but they added compost. And then you ask them a few more questions and they, you figure out that there was manure in there. And, you know, more likely than not, the, the herbicide came through in the manure. In the manure. Yep. Well, another thing that I was aware of from a neighbor, they had uh, the local tree trimmers who shred a lot of their trimmings to pile up this mulch in their yards, and then they used it before letting it cook, which robbed everything in the yard of nitrogen. That's right. When organic matter, especially coarse organic matter like that, like fresh tree trimmings and things like that, when they break down and they decompose, the, the bacteria and the fungi that are breaking those down, that process requires nitrogen. And if the nitrogen is not there, it'll find it in the soil and it'll rob your plants of that. So if you're any coarse material that you put in a compost pile, you've got to realize that you've got to put an equal amount, or not necessarily an equal amount, but you've got to add an appropriate amount of nitrogen to keep that process going. Right, to make it cook thoroughly. Right. Absolutely, okay. to get make sure the heat stays up and, and you've got to monitor the moisture, the size of the pile. You do have to turn it. I mean, it's it's really a chemical process, and there's a lot involved in it. And moisture, too. Moisture, yeah. Air, moisture, and turning it. Yeah, absolutely. So another thing that the soil test is going to tell us, um, again, it's going to make recommendations for, for those particular plants you're growing based on what's in the soil. And so if you're looking at your soil test and you see letters above the numbers that say VH or H, that stands for very high or high. So if you have phosphorus levels that are very high and you have potassium levels that are very high, you're not going to use a triple 13 fertilizer for that because all that's going to do is make those concentrations go higher. You know, more often than not, if you have enough phosphorus and you have enough potassium, the only nutrient you're going to have to add is the nitrogen. And the, the important thing to know about these different nutrients is phosphorus and potassium, once it's incorporated into the soil, the soil chemistry binds it and holds it for the plants to use when they need it. Nitrogen, on the other hand, when you, when you add it to the soil and it becomes soluble, it moves through the soil profile very fast and it, it moves down into the water table. And so more often than not, when you do a soil test, there's always going to be nitrogen recommendations. And it's because plants use nitrogen in such large amounts, and then it doesn't hang around very long for the plants to, to take it up and to use it. So you, you've got to be you got to be careful. You know we don't recommend you know liming or fertilization until you do a soil test because you know you may be wasting money, wasting time, or damaging your plants, damaging your plants, or contributing to pollution. You know a lot of people when. You know, they see nutrient runoff and, and eutrophication, which is an explosion of plant growth in our rivers, lakes, uh, bodies of water. We want to point to the farmers, and we want to blame them. Well, the farmer is in it for business. You know, he's not putting out anything he doesn't absolutely have to, to put out to make a crop. And he's environmentally conscious. That land is his. as His entire, you know, lifestyle is based on the productivity of that land. He's not going to do anything to damage that land. Homeowners, on the other hand... Um, we want our front yards to look like, you know, Augusta National Golf Course. And so we're throwing out chemicals every other weekend to try to get it there, and we really have no idea what that's truly doing. 
So a lot of the, the nutrient runoff pollution is homeowners. And it is really causing problems in our streams and lakes. Yeah, absolutely. It can damage the ecosystem a lot. Anything else we need to talk about in terms of soil, not dirt? <laughs> um, timing is critical in, in fertilizing uh, because plants are maturing at different different times of the year, flowering, fruiting, or whatever the, the function is of your plants. Um, for instance, you know, turf grass. You know, as Bermuda and Zoysia transition out of dormancy into active growth, that's when we start putting the nitrogen on those, and our cool season grasses will slow down. You know, during the middle of the summer in, in North Alabama, you know, I'd be, I'd be leery of fertilizing fescue with much nitrogen at all because it's not the time that it wants to grow. And so you got to be careful and you've got to understand the plants that you have growing, um, you know, what kind of soil they prefer, what kind of pH they prefer in their, their active growing seasons. But for, for $7, a soil test is, is the best investment you can make in, in any gardening project, whether, again, it's fruit trees or shrubs, turf grass, or, or anything. You, you really need to come by the extension office and, and pick up a soil test. With the instructions. With the instructions, that's right. And, and, and even if you don't have a project that you're doing and you need that information for that project, it's also wise and highly recommended that you test your soil every two to three years. That's right. So if we test today and it recommends lime, there's a good chance that the amount of lime that we add is going to be active for several years. So we don't, we don't recommend testing it every year. Um, but we do recommend about every three years because that lime will start to um, break down and, and, you know, no longer be present in the soil. And our soils typically, if left alone, are going to be an acidic state. And that, that doesn't really, when you think about what our soils are made out of or derived from, calcium carbonate, which is the same lime that we put on our soil to raise the pH, how would our soils be acidic? And it's because of the rainfall that we get. You know, Alabama is blessed with the amount of rainfall that we get, and it's it's over 50-something inches a year. And so what happens is when you get all that rainfall, it leaches a lot of the calcium out of our soil, and it, what it leaves behind is the hydrogen, which creates an acidic state. So if you're growing on soil that, that hasn't been touched in a very long time, you know, I'd be willing to bet that you're going to have a, an acidic soil. Mm -hmm. And if it's too low, you will add lime. But if you don't need that lime and you add it anyway you're you're causing problems and you will see the evidence of it absolutely for sure there was a an older lady that i knew some time ago and she had this little adage that she used about gardening and specifically fertilization and of course n stands for nitrogen p stands for phosphorus and k stands for potassium she always said that the nitrogen is for the leaves and the phosphorus is for the flowers and the fruit, and potassium is for the roots. And that's that's not a bad that's not a bad little way to rem remember that because that's that's pretty accurate. Um, and and you'll know that when you when you put out nitrogen on a lot of your plants and you watch them within the next few weeks, what you see is an explosion of, of green growth, mm -hmm. leaves leaves and stems. So yeah, and and when you look at some of your annual fertilizers that you'll put out during the the spring and the summer, a lot of them may have some nitrogen, but we don't want to. We don't want to push the, the leaves and the stems on, on annuals. We want to push the flowers, and so it'll have a higher P and K in, in that fertilizer. Phosphorus and potassium. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. 
So, um, for everybody out there listening, if you haven't already, come by the Extension office and see us and pick up a, a soil test kit. You've been listening to Talking Dirty at the Library, a podcast produced by the athens Limestone County Public Library in Athens, Alabama. This podcast is produced in cooperation with the Limestone County Extension Office and Master Gardener Program. Join us next time to see where we're growing. And to hear other recordings from our Library Voices podcast series, please visit the athens Limestone County Library website at alcpl.org.